0: Good night, Shabbos. Parsha Shlach in America, here in Eretz Yisrael, is Parshas Korach. There's many connections aside from having both three letters in the name. Um, I just wanted to say an idea in Parsha Shlach, we see that the right after the episode of the Miraclem, they came back and they gave a disheartening report. They gave a report that made everybody took the wind out of everybody's sails. So there was everybody's gung ho. We're going to Eretz Yisrael. We're just to figure out how it's going to happen and Everything's amazing. They came back and they, like, gave a dreadful report. And uh, what happened was they got a punishment. First of all, the Maraglan themselves had this punishment that their their tongues kind of, like, fell out of their mouth to their belly buttons and worms started... It was really grotesque. And everybody sees this. and Everybody's like, okay, something that they said was wrong. But nonetheless, the damage was already done because they all cried... That there's no hope for us, and that's the idea that there's no hope for us. In other words, they, Rashi brings the Chazal: Atem bechis and bechias shelchinam, and You guys have cried a cry for naught. I'm going to establish for you a reason to cry for all generations. I mean, it's 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 a. It, why is it such a horrific punishment for all generations? Because they cried a cry for naught. What does it mean to cry a cry for naught? <clears throat> I think it has to do with the idea that it shows a total lack of emuna in a kashborchu vis-a-vis that they show that they have a lack of muna in themselves. What does that mean? Hashem says that you guys are going to go to Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to give you this land, you're going to inherit it, it's going to be amazing. And and you know, alo na Let's let, you know go inside the land, and everything will be amazing. But the Jews felt, at least, their response to the Miraglim. What the Miraglim's Kabana were—that's a whole different story. But their response was, Oyve, how could we mere mortals, us little people, be zochah to to? live in the land of the giants where the Malochim, the Menei malachim, the Nephilim were in the land, such awesome spiritual powered people and they're dying. How do, how do we have, stand a chance to survive? And this is the Bechiyah Shalchinam, is that, wait a second, Hashem said, I'm taking you in. I took you out of Mitzrayim. For what purpose? To die in the desert? I I'm told you that we're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. And, and now you don't believe you could survive? That means you don't have belief in me, that I can bring you in and help you and purify you and get you ready for this occasion, momentous occasion. This is the problem. And herein lies the problem, is that people don't believe that they are capable of being purified. They, they think that their flaws define who they are. And therefore, there's no chance that they're ever going to become healed or be able to be pure. But that's the problem, is that Hashem says, I'm going to do this for you. I will sprinkle upon you waters that will purify you from all impurities, from all your stench. You will be purified. There will be no remnants of anything bad. That's what Hashem tells us. Okay, that's the Navi Yecheskel. but I'm just giving an example that a person has to understand that our nishamas can become so pure, and we can even maintain it. The problem is we have to believe in Hashem and believe in ourselves, because Hashem believes in us, so we've got to believe in ourselves. So what did happen afterwards? So it says, they said, oh, let's go. They became gung-ho. So some people said, let's go, let's just go. And... and and Hashem said, wait, 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 a second. I didn't say now. Before the Miraglim, it was good. But now, you gotta be punished. Some of you guys want to go in, and you said, el, 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 but the Aaron, Briz, Hashem, and Moshe, Lo ha- ha- machana. the Aaron, of Hashem didn't follow them. <laughs> guys, no, 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 it's not time yet. I'll tell you when it's time. So you don't have to go from one extreme, like believing that I have no belief in myself, and then have this unbelievable belief, yes, we could do it, and then, yeah, we're gonna do it. It has to be with Hashem. And this is where, like, a problem sometimes, I'm not sure if any of you have ever heard of somebody who has a problem with addiction. The problem that people have with addiction is that they th- sometimes think, I could do, I could change anytime I want. I could stop whenever. Um, the problem is is that they don't realize that sometimes the addiction is stronger than them. They want to say, no, I can, let's go, we're going to do it. We're going to go in. They're going like, to run in, headstrong, but they have to know the only way, the only way a person could ever be victorious is with God's help. That's what the Chazal tell us every day, yom uh the Yetahara Gets up before a person gets up, and he wants to bring a person down to Gehenna. He wants to kill the person and take him to Gehenna. That's what happens every day. Every day. If it's not for Hashem helping a person, we could not be victorious. So here's the balance. It's either we can't, there's no way. Then there's, of course, we could all do it, yeah, I could I can, I can overcome it, I could stop any time I want. And then there's the golden road, recognizing I've got to make the effort, but there's no way I could do it without God's help. So it's got to be somewhere in between. And that's what we need to know. And that's the, one of the lessons we have to take out from the episodes of, of the Miraglin. There's another thing we need to know. Another thing to know that is that tzitzis, How does tzitzis work? And this is where tzitzis will bridge us to next week's Parsha for Americans and this week's Parsha for Israelis, that Korach, Korach came with a baggage Kulot Chalas, with a garment that was pure Tchalas. And they said, If Moshe, you said that all you need to do is put on the corner a little strand of Tchalas together with your white, one little strand, and that's all they do the mitzvah, how's that make any sense? I'll come with a baggage Kulot Chalas. And then I won't have to worry about anything. I'll be reminded of God everywhere I go. And here's the same kind of category, is that Moshe gives him an, an example. said, listen, you've got to wear clothes, your normal clothes. But on your clothes, I want you to put a reminder that your clothes that you think are def- defining you and, you know, your style and your, you know, who you are manifests by the way you dress Put a tzitzis and, and tcheilas. Put something on there to make sure that you always remember who you really are. That's what you need to do. That you're really a servant of Hashem. And that you've got mitzvahs to do. And therefore, no matter how fancy you want to dress and how beautiful you want to look, what really matters is that you remember that you're on Hashem's team. If you decide that you're going to do a baggage and that my whole dress is always remind me of God, there's no mitzvah to do that. It's like running up the mountain, trying to go into Eretz Yisrael when the iron breeze Hashem didn't go. Yeah, I'm always God is on my side. That's not what, Hashem wants that balance. It's not totally one extreme. It's not totally the other way. It's... Uh, on the corners of each play, way I turn, I have Hashem with me. Yes, my clothes, I could dress in the style I want, right? There are many different ways of wearing black and white. <laughs> but, no, but, tzitzis, you have to have tzitzis. And you have to have tzitzis, hopefully, will be Zocha soon to know what the real tzitzis is. And Mashiach should come soon and will be Zocha to wear the real tzitzis for sure. And, uh, and we'll do it right so that's another thing about the end of the parsha, the tzitzis. tzitzes is supposed to remind us of that we are privileged to be in God's army we're servants of Hashem and that's the essence of who we are of course we have our individuality but we always have to remember we're committed to Hashem and here comes Korach Korach comes to try to, to fight Moshe Rabbeinu what did Korach do? Korach was pikeach. He was a wise person. Why did he come and fight? He thought that he was skipped over. It should have been that, you know, why did El Tzafan ben Uziel get appointed to be the head of the tribe? He should have been the head of the tribe. You skipped over. But Korach was pikeach. He should have looked and said, like, wait a second. How did Yitzhar, Gershon, Kehas and Merari, Kehas was second. Gerson was the first. So Hashem skipped over Gerson also. Why, why didn't he complain then? And what about Levi? Levi is the third son. Reuben, Shimon, and then Levi. And yet Levi was chosen. What, what was going on? How come Korach didn't have any complaints about how his whole tribe came into existence, yet alone his own family in the tribe? And would, but when it comes to him, oh, you skipped over me, how could that be? So that's a shtus that uh, Korach had. But there's one thing with Gamliel said that just really hit me. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu say, in Bria, if Hashem will create a, a special Bria and the the earth will open up and swallow you, then you'll know that I'm right. Why do I have to be that way? Well, it says, in, but if you die a regular death, you know, it won't be a sign. What happens why didn't they just, just drop dead right there? They have a heart attack. It happens. People die. Hashem could do it like that. They'd all die, drop dead. No, it had to be something supernatural. It had to be something supernatural to prove it wasn't just a regular death. Well, Rev. Gamliel says, what's a deher? Because if it would have been a regular death, that's no chiddish. What do you mean no khidish? Because the result of machloikas is death. Machlokas is death. And if you look at it, if if you look at Machlokas, it's spelled Mem, Ches, Lame, Kuf, suf. In the middle is chelik, I'm dividing. And the outside letters, is Mem and tuf is mace. So, Machlokas leads to death. It's just a matter of what, how it's going to happen. So Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to have a special indication that it's an extra special death because regular machlokas is definitely going to lead to death. Machlokas is death. you got to run away from machlokas it's like running away from a, 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 a card out of control. Gotta run away from a fire. Machlokas is death. You have to run away from it. So Hashem should bless us all that whatever machlokas we have, being mevater, he definitely will live. If you keep on the machlokas, it leads to death. Nakadai. Nakadai. Just another little vort once we're here. The the idea of machlokas, they, if you look in the, the Torah, we know that the Yom Shlishi is, Ki was twice. When Yom Sheni, the second day is when Machlokas was created. But wait a second. It wasn't Mach, and because it was Mavdil bin Maim Lemaim, the Maim Leonim Maim Tachtoinim, the upper waters and lower waters. But on the first day, we also had that Hashem separated between light and darkness. So on day one, there's already a separation happening. Why wasn't that the, the day of Machlokas, separating of light and darkness? So it seems to me that's pretty clear. That light and darkness are two opposites. You don't really need to have such a big barrier to separate light and darkness. I guess it's the transfer point is when Benish which seems to be interesting. Benish is when the P you know, the P arts was created. Benish which is an interesting thing. But that's at that twilight time, twilight zone. But the P Haaretz, was created then. But when on the second day, it's binim The two waters. <laughs> Can you see the difference between the two? I mean, you know I don 't know to tell the difference. I don 't even know what what my Tachtonim are, but it's obviously two waters. that's when there's a separation between two things that really are the same. That's when it's machlokas. That's why when two Jews argue, it's the worst thing because they're really supposed to be one. And when two people are supposed to be one are arguing, that's the worst thing. That's a machlokas. That's death. When two things are different, you know, you have a, a, a Jew and a non Jew, they're, they're not, we're not the same. So there's a difference between the two. Oh, that's that not going to lead to death. It's machlokas only within one type which is the problem. Hashem should bless us that we should recognize that we're all at Eden are supposed to be one and that all our differences we should set aside and treat each other as one and become one. And then, HaKarosh Baruch is going to say, Ooh, ah, you're one my one nation? I want to bring the Geula. So hopefully, we'll all be Zorcha Zayim Tessid M'shiya Tzib ben